Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Nick Augustine PR. Our 30-minute weekly guest call-in show covers local and national news and events, as well as legal experts and current trends in law practice management. We cover important news and issues that affect various practice areas, so get in touch and let's tell your story. Partial support for Law Talk Radio comes from our sponsor advertisers who cover our production fees. We encourage our friends and colleagues to help sponsor the production of our Law Talk Radio shows. Send me an email for more information on sponsor plans and benefits directly at nick, N-I-C-K, at nickaugustinepr.com. That's spelled N-I-C-K-A-U-G-U-S-T-I-N-E-P-R.com. Don't forget to please share the on-demand links to our episodes in your social media pages when you see something you might want to share. All of our episodes and our several other programs are also available on the Nick Augustine PR website under the Listen Now link, which you'll find in the middle of our homepage. You can also visit, like, and share Law Talk Radio episodes from the Law Talk Radio pages on Facebook and Twitter. Today's show is Major Incident Reconstruction, Investigation, and Law Enforcement Training with Oscar Cruz. Oscar Cruz was selected to the Texas DPS Mobile Incident Response Team, MIRT, and appointed as Assistant Team Leader, supervising collision investigations and reconstructions to the Texas Department of Public Safety Officers and Police Agencies. In 2004, Cruz launched a major incident reconstruction technologies under a similar same acronym, MIRT, to perform similar work in the private sector for civil law firms. Cruz also trains police departments on major incident investigation and reconstruction and technology. Oscar Cruz is a professional collision investigator, reconstructionist, and safety consultant in personal injury accidents and is qualified as an expert witness. Cruz, again, is the owner of Major Incident Reconstruction Technologies, and he's a 20-year retired veteran of the Texas Department of Public Safety State Troopers. Cruz also owns Police Training Specialists Incorporated, offering collision investigation and reconstruction training courses to police departments. Now, the topics we're going to cover on this program, number one, we'll talk a little bit to uh, Oscar about his career background and experience as a member of the Elite Response Team. Then we'll talk about major incident investigation and technologies for law firms and experience with Texas DPS. We'll then after uh, we'll talk also about qualified expert witness training uh, for courtroom uh, testimony and collision and reconstruction investigations. And then after a short break, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Oscar's work with law enforcement training with Police Training Specialists Incorporated, uh, and also we'll talk about new technologies and innovations in major incident investigation and reconstruction. By a short disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorney guests among guests and callers on our show cannot give rise to an attorney-client relationship. If you have questions, you should always consult with an attorney in your area, and all broadcast rights are reserved. All right, without further ado, I'd like to welcome our guest, Oscar Cruz. Well, thank you, Nick. Thank you, uh, and good afternoon. Thank you for having me on your show. Oscar, I appreciate your valuable time and sharing what you do with all of our listeners. Uh, let's just get right into it. Let's talk a little bit about your career background and experience and uh, where it led to launching these entities uh, where you serve today. Well, great. Uh, well, initially I had started out with the Texas Department of Public Safety. 
back in 1989, uh, was uh, pretty much selected to go into the training academy, which lasted pretty roughly close to 22 weeks of training. From there, we usually just get the general information as to what uh, standards are required for the state of Texas to become a peace officer. And from there, we go to our assigned uh, stations, get a little bit of on-job training. From that point on, we went on to, uh, you know, working in in the field of traffic enforcement. And uh, throughout the years, from starting from 1989 all the way up to my retirement in 2009, uh, we go through several uh, several different types of in-service training. For any upgrade, uh, any updates with uh, with the legalities of, uh, of law enforcement, uh, new laws that come into effect, etc. There's a lot of training involved in, in throughout my training uh, or my career with the, the department, and I had no complaints whatsoever with it. Uh, it, it taught me to be a, a better person, actually. Now tell us. Well, that's good to be a better. What do you mean it taught you to be a better person exactly? Well, you have to understand that uh, in in law enforcement, you do have to show uh, you have to show concern for a private citizen in regards to if they become victims of whatever crime that may have been committed, either in in, in the traffic side of it or in the criminal side of it. Uh, so, even though my department in in traffic law enforcement was geared more for traffic enforcement, we do still have to have the type of training and and knowledge uh, for different aspects in in that field because several of our officers and several of the troopers do get assigned to different locations that are very remote areas, very rural areas where they may not have a local police department available to them. So the Highway Patrol at, at that particular station has to provide, has to step forward and assist with uh, whatever may be a domestic dispute, uh, any type of uh, a criminal offense that may have taken place. So that particular trooper does have to show that type of uh, ability to understand and, and the concept of understanding the uh, or being sensitive to the pe- to the people's needs. So, in, in essence, that's where I get the. Uh, it, it does teach you a lot about being patient, uh, being understanding, being uh, able to assist individuals in getting the right type of assistance that's needed for whatever occurrence happens in in that area. So mm-hmm. it, it, it it does cover that basis. Yeah, that's such an important thing to have your law enforcement uh, personnel understand that they're part of a larger system. Um, I know that when I first encountered law enforcement personnel, I was interning at the district attorney's office when I was in college, and there were often, uh, I don't know, little positioning wars over who's doing what, and uh, the more that we all realize we're all part of a grander system and to work with uh, the people out there that you meet in the field, and to be uh, hospitable and kind, it gets you so much further. As I always say, you can catch more bees with a uh, um, or catch more bees with a honey hive, you know, than a shotgun. But <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly, exactly, <laughs> it's true. You know, it's and the true. Thing, it really is. And the thing about it is that the, the citizens of our state um, understand that law enforcement 
you know, there's various uh, levels of law enforcement, and what they normally see come to their residence or wherever an incident may have taken place, they see a uniformed officer, they go they go to that individual, and they, they, they're looking for guidance, in, in other words. You know, of course, if you're looking for citizens that are, that, that are also looking at the officer to have compassion and, 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 and show that there is a sincere interest in their particular case. If they can see, uh, anyone can see that, even other officers can see the fact that if you're not sincere of what you're doing as a police officer, they're going to see right through that, and they're not going mm-hmm. to, uh, they're not going to, they're going to have a negative effect rather than a positive effect. And that's something that uh, is something that I hold uh, dear to me when I, when I had to work uh, a case or an investigation, I really took into account how they felt about a certain situation, and I would try at my very best to be able to give them uh, the answers that, you know, for their questions. You know, some things, of course, uh, they would eventually come out throughout an investigation, but for the most part, I would go ahead and give them and reassure them that, you know, we're doing the best thing we can for their case. And a lot of people say, well, that's a cliche, you know, you're trying to do the best you can, but when, 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 the citizens can see that and 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 can see the individual officer in front of them and show that they are sincere about what they're trying to do it means a lot to people it does to me in other words treat the people the way you want to be treated yourself and that's all exactly it's so important now taking that professionalism to its next level officer tell us about the day-to-day with major incident investigation and technologies and what you do for your law firm clients and how you tap into your elite response uh, experience? Well, primarily uh, with, uh, with MERT, what I do is uh, do a lot of research in the different field of accident investigation and reconstruction. Now, it, investigations is one part of the, of, the, uh, of the puzzle with this because you do have to obtain uh, information in in a particular case but you also have to do follow-up and uh, research in other words if say for instance we're dealing with uh, a vehicle or vehicles that uh, were involved in a in a crash and of course there's injuries involved we have to look at well is it just a human factor involved in this or we're dealing with a technical factor in other words uh, uh, a product liability factor now uh, there's all there's always going to be limitations to a reconstructionist uh, abilities to to perform certain uh, features in a reconstruction uh, but if there is a, a a situation that may come up in regards to a, a defect, then of course you have to present that information to a client and let them know, well, this is what we've obtained so far, and this is where we need to go in this in this direction. Therefore, a client can go ahead and make adjustments as to seeing whether or not uh, more uh, experts are needed in the field. However, getting back to to the main question is the fact that. There is a lot of information that is gathered. You do have to look at everything that is obtained in in regard to that case. The the only difference that I've seen primarily in the private sector versus being in the law enforcement sector was that being in law enforcement, when an incident took place, such as a, a crime scene or a collision scene, 
uh, you're there immediately or pretty much close to after the event took place, so evidence is still available to you. The difference on the civilian side of it, or in, in my case, in the private side of it, is that evidence is no longer there. So you have to rely a lot on uh, whatever has been obtained through photographs, videotapes, uh, witness statements, etc. So there is a difference, and we're talking from being there within 10 to 15 minutes at a crime scene or a collision scene versus almost two years from the date of, a, of an incident. So there is a lot more uh, emphasis in trying to gather as much detail that you can to help provide a more accurate investigation. Which is so important, and we're going to touch on that a little bit more in the second uh, part of our program when we talk about Oscar's role with um, training police departments on how to do do this work. So, Oscar, once we have all of our uh, – well, let me first uh, – before I ask you about your experiences in court, um, who else may you bring in once you've done your follow-up research and your investi initial investigation? Is it uh, physics, uh, physics people? What, what other types of experts are, are involved? Well, it, it depends. I mean, if we're dealing with um – Roadway uh, construction, then you, of course, you would have to look at uh, people in the field in, as far as engineering fields. And, of course, in engineering, uh, there's different uh, different sides to that. I mean, it could be for materials, it, uh, for, for obviously for the different type of uh, construction on a roadway. Uh, it could be for vehicles themselves. We can see whether or not there's any mechanical engineers. Uh, there's also prior law enforcement uh Experience that goes into place as well. Uh, we we look at different we look at different uh, professions to see whether or not this particular case may need a more in-depth expert with regarding to a specific field, uh, fire or explosions, things of that nature may need a different type of expert to uh, to be included in in that case. So it, it all varies in regards to. Uh, what we're looking for, primarily what my my field of work is, is being able to bring a vehicle or bring the vehicles in a crash back to how it this particular crash occurred. Is is and you work your way backwards, and that's something that uh, that is also taught in in my other company. But in, it primarily deals with this is the sequence of events that took place. This is how it occurred. And these are my professional opinions. So the next step is, as the point man for the attorney, for the personal injury attorney, for say, or maybe uh, you're on the other side for the defense or the insurance company, I suppose you do both sides. Um, so what are the next steps? What does it look like in court? We talked about um, earlier before the show about being a qualified expert in, uh, in uh, different uh, courts. Uh, so how do you share with the court and the triers of fact on uh, what do you use to demonstrate how the accidents, uh, how you reconstruct them? Well, uh, depending on the party, I mean, it, it, regardless of who it is that, that hires my, my company, uh, we're not advocates of one side or the other. I mean, if, if okay. an insurance company or if there's a, a, a particular attorney that deals in, in personal injury, regardless of the case, or it could be a prosecutor, uh, regardless of in the state of Texas, that's looking to hire an expert witness or an expert in regards to reconstructing collisions, 
we look at the facts primarily, and what it's what happens there is if uh, if it, it is presented in a case format, in other words, a, a, a written report, along with calculations uh, based on the evidence that is obtained, and of course it's brought out through uh, diagramming, and we can do the diagramming either two-dimensional, three-dimensional, or an animated uh, illustration of how the sequence of, of uh, things took place. So it, it, it varies on, on what degree we're looking at with regard to, it. believe it or not, a lot of the uh, courtroom testimony that I've done, uh, not only for my company, but also from when I worked with the, uh, with the state, was dealt in two-dimensional drawings and diagrams. Of course, they're to scale. Uh, they depict the vehicles in relationship to the roadway or intersection, whatever the case may be. And uh, we look at being able to enlarge those diagrams for the courtroom and for the judge and the jury to be able to to, to see uh, what transpired in that particular incident. So it, it's easier for a, uh, a jury or a third party to be able to look at those reports and look at the diagrams so that way it helps them in being able to base an opinion on or whether or not they may have questions that way uh, they can be answered in in a different manner. So it, it, it boils down to not only showing them the diagrams and the reports, and of course if we're able to obtain the physical evidence, such as uh, a particular defect in, in equipment, then of course that also gets presented as well. So it, it, there's different, like I said, a different different areas to work with, but primarily they're looking. Uh, a client will usually look for one the uh, the ability of being able to present this to a third party to be able to have them understand how it took place and try to keep mm -hmm. it in layman's terms so that they're able to understand because uh, sometimes it can get complicated. Sometimes it it can get a little bit. Uh, drawn out with regards to the calculations, etc. But if you're able to keep it and able to relate that to a third party, then it's easier for them to understand. Well, Oscar, it certainly sounds like technology has really come into fruition when it comes into this. I can remember myself sitting in a courtroom probably about 12, 13, 14 years ago listening to a videotaped deposition of someone talking about a soft tissue injury case, and there were no illustrations, and I just had to imagine in my head. So um, things really have come a long way. We're uh, going to take a short break here and then come back and talk more with Oscar Cruz about his work with accident reconstruction and training of officers. Uh, first, I want to tell you a little bit about our new affordable outsource marketing and publicity plans available through Nick Augustine PR. Again, those who sponsor our episodes get their, uh, this is your advertising portion of the show at the beginning, or at, sorry, at the middle of the show, um, and uh, this show, uh, we sponsored it here at Nick Augustine PR because it's such a good show, we wanted to bring it to everybody. Um, our plans range from 300 to 1400 per month, and we execute key elements of your marketing and publicity plans, including your social media administration, blog work, press release writing, internet radio podcast production, and monthly newsletters to tie it all up for your friends and contacts. We do practice referral marketing here, and we do pay re monthly referral fees to the affiliates who send clients our way. 
So don't forget to ask about how you can join our affiliate Power Partner program. You can contact me directly, Nick Augustine at Nick at NickAugustinePR.com. At Nick Augustine PR, we keep your marketing machine moving so you can focus on work. Now back to our program. Oscar, let's talk a little bit about law enforcement training and uh, the need for uh, setting up police training specialists in your role, and I'm assuming that, uh, you know, on, on your end you're at now, um, wishing that you could be there as a first responder to really collect all that evidence and really preserve uh, everything, um, really pr- probably fueled your, um, you know, starting police training specialists. Tell us more about that. Well, sure, uh, Nick. What happened with police training specialists, actually, that one – Started off a little bit before I retired from from the state. Uh, primarily, it just came to me uh, by accident. Actually, no pun intended. But what happened was that I uh, I was since I was in that accident team, uh, we we were also required to assist uh, fellow troopers that had just been signed on with the department to help them out with. Uh, getting them a little bit more uh, information and knowledge on how to do the formulas for being able to do speed analysis. So from that point on, uh, we were given the opportunity to teach fellow troopers. And it came to mind, and someone, some people had suggested, you know, you guys are doing such a great job with doing this type of training. You should help out with uh, local police departments to assist them with doing their accident investigation. So I took it upon myself to start bringing that information on to the local police departments here in the state and uh, got a good good review with it as far as being able to train them. And it also depends on what type of uh, training they're looking for. If they're looking for an intermediate or an advanced level of training, well, my company would do that. Depending, of course, you'd have to go through the steps first go through a, an intermediate course and then going through the advanced courses, et cetera, to be able to get the officers to be able to do their own investigations. A lot of, the, a lot of police departments, uh, more of the, of the smaller ones, rely heavily on a larger department to assist them with uh, being able to do their accident investigations. And what I wanted to do is be able to provide these police departments the ability of being able to do their own investigations in a professional manner, just like the department, like the the highway patrol did. So that way, if even though they may need assistance, they already have a a, a better grasp of understanding what how the investigation takes place. So that's how police training specialists came and evolved, primarily, and it it works out very well because. Uh, although it's still run local here within the local uh, communities, uh, it does venture out through the entire state and throughout the nation, and it also has assisted with the uh, the, the military, the uh, U.S. Army. I've, I've assisted with training their soldiers in the military police force uh, with being able to do accident investigations. Uh, so it, it, it helps out a lot with uh, giving them the the experience and the training and the knowledge to be able to conduct their own investigations. And it provides a bigger network for the local departments to be able to help each other out if, say, a particular officer who has gone through the training, either through my company or through someone else's company uh, or school, would be able to call on that other student officer 
to so they help each other out. And of course, I always offer my services to to whatever department is out there. Uh, that if you ever need any assistance, give me a call. I'll be more than happy to help you out. It builds a good relationship with the police departments within the community, and of course, it definitely helps with with my company. So it, it it's it's pretty much works. It works hand in hand with with police trained specialists and of course uh with the police departments. Wow. So much so much that most people don't really think about. Um you know, what a lot of people think about when they see a car wreck on the interstate is uh how long until that is cleared up. And I suppose in order to do a proper investigation, one would need to do get your ducks in a row and do everything uh, accordingly, but also to be timely and uh be mindful of of uh, people in there to use the roadway and trucks needing to get to their destinations on time and everything else. So uh, my just final question is, what are some new technologies and innovations that are being implemented uh, in the investigation uh, side of it for uh, on-site and first responders? Oh, well, uh, the technology is pretty much endless, Nick. There's uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the police departments are now using total stations or laser systems to assist them with uh, being able to gather the evidence at a, at a crime scene or a collision scene. That way they, they try to expedite uh, removing that evidence after it's been processed. That way the roadways or the particular area is cleared for vehicular traffic or for whatever access may be needed at the time. Uh, there's satellite systems. There's a network of, uh, of uh, there really is a large network of information uh, w- uh, websites that officers can use to assist them with, uh, with being able to gather evidence, uh, data, all that all that type of information is available to them. I mean, even for for my company, it's hard to stay uh, tr- it's hard to stay on top of these these uh, technologies that are coming up. There's different uh, types of cameras uh, that can be able to do three dimensional diagrams for you. Uh, there's type of equipment that you can do aerial photography. Uh, granted, if you have a large police force and you have the ability of having a helicopter or an aircraft. Uh, fly overhead and do the uh, the bird's eye view type of uh, photographs. It's great, but there is technology out there now that can also using different types of, of map scenes to be able to uh, concentrate their their area of uh, of investigation as far as being able to capture uh, the vehicles in place as they are still in place before any of, of the evidence is removed. The, the key thing is. Regardless of whether we're dealing with police trained specialists or, or with MERT, uh, evidence evidence is of the utmost importance with regard to doing investigations. And I know that the technology also is there, and I'm sure you've seen and heard of it, of the, the black boxes that a lot of these vehicles have. Well, mm-hmm. it, it is true, and it is very helpful, but everyone that is involved in investigation realize that these are tools. These are just tools that are available to an investigator to assist them. You still have to go out there and you still have to provide uh, that human factor in being able to gather the information to be able to present it in a articulable way 
to present it to court. Because everything I, what I try to do, even if it doesn't go to court, I I try to represent everything in my investigation as if it were going to court, so that way I can I'm able to describe and explain all of my uh, of my investigative techniques. Wow. Thank you, Oscar. We're just about out of time. I want to thank you for sharing all that information. There's so much that, again, most people, that's why people, we love doing these shows, because people have no idea really what goes on um, when they see a car wreck or, you know, when they're involved in a personal injury case. Really the professionalism behind the law enforcement there to do their job and back everything up and represent things for court and do investigations and reconstructions. I just think it's all very amazing. Oscar, tell folks at home how they can get a hold of you, whether they're a personal injury attorney or um, a police department. What's a good way to get a hold of you? Sure. Thank you, Nick. Uh, They can reach me either on my cell phone at area code 956-371-9009 or they can reach me on my website at uh, www.mirt-texas.com, and uh, they can they can always contact me on those on these those different uh, avenues. And uh, I really appreciate the time and effort that that you're doing with this, Nick. You're doing an outstanding service for for all the communities in in either law enforcement or in the legal legal field. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that kindly. I do uh, work hard to bring the bring bring things to people and give people a voice that um, through all the technology we have. So, I think we both really love our jobs. I want to also <laughs> thank all of our listeners out there for uh, tuning into this episode. Um, and uh, check out the internet radio page again at nickaugustinepr.com, and you can click the Listen Now tab to select from one of our many programs with episodes on embedded players in our website. Uh, each embedded player has a link to each host channel on the Blog Talk Radio Network. We've been producing top-quality national programming since 2009, and over 70,000 unique fans have listened to our shows. We appreciate your support in listening and sharing our programming because so many people find our shows on their friends' Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn pages. We want to thank you all again for listening to this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Nick Augustine PR and with support from our local sponsors. Law Talk Radio episodes are programmed to educate and entertain you while we share the tips, tools, and news you can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers. Again, this is Nick Augustine for Law Talk Radio, and as always, I thank you for your time.